shit. We're dads. All right. It's just me today. All alone. Um, Got to put the team on my back uh, and take care, take care of business here. Uh, Zach and Sierra, they were in, they were in a horrible accident, um, both in the hospital. Denver's fine. Denver was just chilling. Uh, Zach and Sierra, terribly injured. Uh, they were just, um, they were not fit to come into work today. Uh, so um, they're, they're, they're not going to make it. Uh, they, they might survive, but they're not going to make it today uh, for sure. Uh, and Lexi, well, she's, she's just mad at me. Um, we had a little incident a few nights ago and, you know, when you get married, you feel that, you know, you get kind of past this, you know, things happen, uh, in the long, you know, adventure that is life. Um, Lexi's angry at me, so she's, we're not on speaking terms right now. Um, a few nights ago, uh, I've, I've never had food poisoning. Um, I've never once had food, po- well, I've only once had food poisoning at this point. Um, and you know, before that I'd never had food poisoning. Got an iron stomach, a very, very strong stomach. Um, done horrible things to my stomach. Uh, you know, hundreds of wings, unlimited wing night, uh, extremely spicy foods, uh, just pounds, heaps of uh, toxic bullshit uh, I have put into my body. Never, never had any issue. I mean, other than just, you know, the normal Taco Bell disaster that, you know, anybody experiences, but, you know, ne- never really had a huge issue, right? Well, the other night, um, just ate the same thing I've eaten, you know, many, many nights now. Um, you know, I've, I've started a, you know, kind of a routine here with, uh, with my diet. Um, been working out really well, been doing like a carnivore diet type thing. Uh, it's been working out great. Uh, uh, you know, uh, health benefits, stuff like that. Um, but I, I mean this, I, I make this meal like probably three times a week just because I enjoy it. It's delicious, satisfying. I literally just make like a pound of taco meat. I make like two, like three, four eggs. Um, I slather in hot sauce, a little bit of cheese, uh, some sour cream, and I'll take maybe like three to five tortilla chips, crunch them, put them on top. That's my dinner. Eating it like three times a week, honestly. And it's been working great. Um, you know, obviously I'm a type one diabetic. It's been awesome for blood sugar control, um, uh, and whatnot. For whatever reason, the other night I consumed this meal and my stomach was, was fucked up. Uh, my, my stomach was sounded like a fucking war zone, uh, just all kinds of noise going on. Um, and, and I've, I've never had that happen. I didn't know what the fuck was going on. Um, just bubbling, just, you know, like something's going on in there. Um, and I didn't think of anything of it. I was like, Oh, whatever, you know, I'm not worried. Um, a few hours later, I started to feel a little nauseous, uh, a little sick. Uh, I was like, well, I'm, it's weird. Maybe I didn't drink enough water. I went on a pretty long, uh, had, had a pretty long run that day. Um, maybe I need to drink more water, uh, to start pounding some water. Um, you know, didn't think anything, to, you know, didn't think I was getting food poisoning. Um, so I, you know, a few hours go by, um, it's bedtime, still not really feeling great. Uh, my stomach kind of hurts at this point. I'm pretty nauseous, but, uh, just drank some water, went to bed, you know, uh, I, I was watching Cortland in the morning and, uh, you know, I don't fuck around with that. Got to get my rest. Cause that boy is a Navy SEAL. Uh, he's a legitimate Spartan baby. That motherfucker wakes up at four in the morning every single day and he's ready to go. Like, he's like, let's go, let's get to work. Um, my, you know, I got a Navy SEAL baby. I have to be, uh, at the very least, uh, 
you know, a Marine father, uh, like an army father, army ranger father. Um, so I went to bed, uh, and my stomach was hurting. I was feeling a little nauseous. Um, did not think that I was getting food poisoning. Uh, well, I woke up at 2 a.m. Uh, from a dead sleep and had completely lost control of my sphincter. Um, I was having stomach cramps, stomach spasms. I, I don't know. I didn't know you get stomach spasms when you eat something you shouldn't eat. Uh, but my stomach was literally forcing me to eject uh, forcefully out of my ass uh, the toxic waste that I had put into my body. Um, and I woke up at two in the morning and I'm already shitting. I quite literally shit the bed. Um, I legitimately shit in my bed um, out of a dead sleep. Just, I woke up and it was code red, level five, like it's coming no matter what you do. Uh, so I panic. Um, I sleep butt ass naked. Um, you know, so there, there was, there was no barrier. There was no like defense. Uh, there was no, you know, underwear or, you know, pajamas, no, no jammies on me. Um, I had no, no first line of defense. My, my first line of defense is my, my sphincter, which is typically pretty, pretty powerful. It's pretty strong. Um, you know, usually more than adequate to hold in whatever, you know, whatever horrible demons I have inside of there, but not, not tonight, not, not that night. Um, I was woken up with a fiery liquid shit coming out of me. Um, and like I said, I quite literally shit the bed. Um, when I realized this, uh, I crawled out of bed. Uh, if, if you've ever done yoga, um, if you're familiar with like the downward dog pose, um, that's how I crawled out of bed, assuming that, you know, maybe, maybe, you know, that's, it's liquid at this point. Maybe it'll just flow right back down. You know, it'll just flow back in, you know, I'll, I'll be able to, you know, save, save myself. Uh, so I crawl out of bed like a little fucking gremlin, uh, in the downward dog pose thinking, you know, maybe this will, this will put it back down in there. You know, my sphincter has failed me. Um, maybe I can save myself with my athletic, uh, other body parts. Um, you know, so I get in the downward dog pose and I crawl out of bed like a little fucking gremlin. Uh, this didn't work. Uh, just, it just starts trickling all over the place. It's going down my legs. It's like I said, I shit the bed guys. Um, it's, it's, it's in the bed. It's two in the morning. Lexi didn't wake up. She was, she was just chilling. She was, she was dead asleep. Um, so I, I do this downward dog, like gremlin walk all the way to the bathroom. Uh, just leave a trail of destruction in my wake. Um, and I proceed for the next, eh, maybe two hours to, uh, e eject the toxic waste that was in my body. And I don't even know what caused this. Like I said, I, I had eaten this same meal three times a week for probably the past month, a uh, month and a half at this point, like literally three times a week. Didn't eat, didn't add anything, you know, unique to it. Um, the only thing is I, I had like a new batch of cheese, um, that I was eating. It was like a raw cheddar. Um, so that's my only suspicion is this raw cheddar was a little too raw. Um, I guess that's why that, you know, the pasteurization exists, pasteurize your fucking milk and you don't get, uh, you know, explosive diarrhea. Um, you don't have to crawl out of bed like a fucking human volcano, uh, in downward dog position. Cause I mean, it, it, I wasn't, you know, it was literally, it didn't work. You know, I was just like a little human volcano at that point, um, with shit spewing out my ass rather than magma. Um, and, uh, you know, this is why Lexi's not here today. She was, she, we were planning to, you know, do this with Lexi and, She's, she's like, I'm, I will not talk to you for at least a few weeks after that experience. She had to get up out of bed, and um, obviously you're not going to continue sleeping when there is shit in your bed. This isn't the fucking Middle Ages. Um, you know, we're going to get up. We had to wash our sheets, throw the sheets in there. Luckily, we had some extra sheets, um, uh, and it was a disaster. Um, 
But that's why Lexi's not here. Zach and Sierra aren't here. I'm um, just running it solo today. Um, and, uh, it, you know, I'm also a little nervous. Uh, I, don't, I don't know what the hell I'm going to talk about. Um, kind of just dry fire in here. Um, I literally just talked about, uh, you know, food poisoning for, you know, I don't even know how much time that was. I'm going to try and avoid looking at the amount of time that I've been speaking. Um, but I, I, hopefully this goes well. Um, hopefully this goes well, uh, the solo cast here. Um, I, I don't have, like I said, I don't have a whole ton of topics to cover here. Um, so I'm just going to go back to the tried and true methods of um, shitting on my own podcast. Um, you know, I, I'm here by myself at this point, so I'm pretty confident in my performance personally. Um, but I'm going to, you know, review uh, my co-host, my, my, my co-casters performances. Um, and, uh, you know, you know, going forward, it's a new year. It's a, you know, technically a new season. I guess we're just going to make a new season every time there's a new baby, um, which could be disastrous. Uh, could be, could be a good idea. Um, I don't really know if you do seasons with a podcast. I mean, it's just, you're just talking. Is there really seasons at the end of the day? Um, so that, that, I guess that'd be my first mark. It was all Zach's idea with the seasons and whatnot. I don't know what he was thinking. Uh, it's, I mean, come on, it's just, like, it's just kind of just one thing at this, at, you know, this point, you know, we're just talking on, uh, on a microphone here and broadcasting it into the ether. Um, I, I think personally our podcast could do better. Um, I gave us, uh, you know, famously, uh, infamously maybe a one star review. Um, and I think that's cause we can do better. Um, I'll start off with Zach. Um, you know, I'll, I'll give him credit. It was, this, this was, this was his idea, the whole podcast thing. Um, you know, uh, it was his idea like, Hey dude, like, um, you're a dad, uh, you know, we're, uh, you know, we're about to be parents. Let's make a freaking dad cast, bro. Let's do, let's make a dad podcast. Say, Hey, Hey, good idea. Good for you. Um, I wouldn't be here today talking shit if it wasn't for you, Zach. So that's, I'll give you a little fucking star for that right there. Um, but it's, it's downhill from here. Um, you know, the little, uh, segments, uh, you know, I'm, I, I, I don't do a whole lot of the, uh, you know, I, I might as well give you another star because I don't do any editing. Um, and I don't do a whole lot of, uh, work other than just showing up and talking shit all, all the, for two fucking hours straight. Um, and, uh, I guess they do treat me like a star as well. They give me free coffee and refreshments and shit like that. Uh, so, you know, I'll give you a little, another little star for that one, Zach. Um, but, uh, you know, all in all, um, I think we could do better. Um, I think we could have better discussions. I mean, this guy really thinks that he's seen, what would he say, like 50,000 cats? He thinks he's seen that many cats. I just like to, you know, humor him and, you know, make him feel better. But he ain't seen fucking 50,000 cats. There's no goddamn way, guys. Um, Sierra, I think, I think Sierra's, you know, for Sierra and Lexi, you know, they weren't even supposed to be a part of this podcast. And I think they've kind of... Uh, kind of carried this podcast a lot of the time. Um, I mean, Zach, Sierra's literally got Zach just dragging him around like a, like a, like 180 roughly pounds of, you know, just dead weight. Um, and you know, she, she's doing her best. Um, and, uh, Lexi and Sierra, I don't really have many complaints. You know, I think the same thing I would say, uh, you know, just generally speaking, I don't do any of the social media or the editing or anything like that. They come up with a lot of those trendy, uh, fucking things that, you know, TikToks and shit like that. Um, I, I don't even know what we're doing. You know, they tell me, Hey, here's an idea. Let's, let's do this. I'm just like, I don't fucking know what you're saying. Like, what do you, what do you want me to do? You want me to fucking dance for, you know, who, who am I dancing for? I'll dance for myself. I'll dance for my son. You want me to dance for TikTok? You want me to dance for a bunch of fucking strangers out there? Absolutely not. So all in all, I think that we earned our one-star review. 
um, and, uh, you know, creativity, um, interesting discussions uh, going forward. Um, and, uh, you know, I, we, we can we got to train Zach up, um, you know, get him uh, get him strong. Uh, he just had a, he just had a baby, you know, so, that, you know, mentally speaking, um, you know, I remember when I had Cortland, I was tired. I was confused. Um, you know, I was, uh, I was out of it. Uh, and you know, I, I'll give them the benefit of the doubt. Uh, we're going to get them training. Um, we're going to run a half marathon here in March. Um, we're not going to train him physically. We're going to train him mentally as well. Um, obviously just joking. Uh, it, I think we've done pretty decent. Um, Zach included. Um, and, uh, you know, going forward with this podcast, uh, I think it's just going to get better and better. Um, and, uh, I think, we're going to have more interesting discussions. I, I don't like the, the segmented kind of thing uh, personally, but um, I think we can just do more of sort of like a free form uh, discussion. Uh, yeah, we could do better with this podcast personally, uh, I think. Um, but a lot of people like it. Get a sip of water. I had to drive Lexi's mom to the airport today. Um, airport aside, you know, airport fucking sucks. Uh, I mean, those are, uh, I mean, amazing, amazing that there's fucking ports for air travel. Back in the day, you know, then you only did those ports, th- you know, that port bullshit for, uh, for oceanic, uh, water travel. Now we got fucking airports. That, that shit's pretty wild. Um, I think I've said it before. I fucking hate flying. So even just driving someone to the airport, I'm like, hope you make it. I really, you know, hopefully Somebody, whoever's fucking flying that shit knows what they're doing, dude. Uh, that, that it's fucking wild. Um, who, you know, hopefully the guy who's flying that plane, it wasn't fucking hammered and doing coke last night, which, you know, he probably was. Um, and you know what? Shit, dude, maybe it makes him better at the job. I don't know. I don't fly planes. Probably never will. Um, I'd probably rather fly myself around. So maybe I should get into flying planes. Um, but I, I mean, I, I, who knows what that asshole at the front of the cockpit, what, what does he know? What the fuck does he know? You know, people fake their way through a whole lot of shit. Um, but anyways, you know, I dropped Lexi's mom off at the airport today. Uh, it was a long ass drive. Um, I'm just driving down the side of the road. I see a, a, a billboard, just 98 and a half percent of that billboards. You know, this is space they pay for 98, 99% of the advertising space that they're using just says syphilis, syphilis. It's like, mm, okay. And do you have anything behind that? Like, are you just average, like, should people be, are you like recommending syphilis? Um, you know, what's going on? Uh, granted, I, I should be wearing glasses, so I, I couldn't really read what else was going on there until I got like, like right up on it. Luckily, it was at a stoplight, so I could kind of zoom in with my phone and figure out what the fuck's going on. But no joke, like 99% of this sign, just syphilis. You know, I'm not sure if they're like saying syphilis is good, you know, syphilis is this. Um, it's just interesting that you purchase advertising space and you're advertising syphilis that, you know, that just doesn't seem like, you know, in terms of like whoever is getting together, you know, like the board of representatives and they're designing billboards. Uh, you know, maybe you should put like syphilis, like 80%, like syphilis is important. Sure. Like you shouldn't be going out and getting that shit. I imagine. I, I mean, maybe there's some health benefits, uh, but uh, the, the billboard itself was saying that like, Oh, syphilis uh, is bad for pregnant people. Um, I, I'd assume that, Pregnant people probably already knew that. Um, I don't know who's out there getting syphilis and just kind of ignoring it. Um, you know, I, I don't think you get syphilis these days and just like, mm, I'll be all right. Uh, usually if you have syphilis, you probably know. Um, billboard just, I mean, if I'm designing this billboard, 
I'm going to put like maybe syphilis right in the middle, take up like a, maybe a good 70% just so people get people's attention, attention grabber, which, you know, granted the, uh, the people who made that billboard, they grab my attention. Um, I'm just like syphilis. Okay. Um, sexually transmitted disease. Uh, you know, a uh, lot, a lot of history behind syphilis. In fact, um, uh, syphilis, you know, back in the day was, uh, like a bane on the people of like the 17th century. Um, you know, people in Europe during, you know, the original age of transatlantic travel, um, to the new world, North America, uh, Central America, South America to Europe, um, apparently were kind of transmitting, uh, Colombian exchange, uh, you know, the historic transmission of, um, goods, materials, culture, as well as, uh, disease, um, you know, uh, smallpox and stuff like that just absolutely wiped the Native Americans like 90%, 92%. Um, but one of the things the Native Americans gave us, uh, sneaky, sneaky bastards, um, was syphilis. Um, they, they actually transmitted syphilis into Europe, um, and it just went rampant in Europe. Um, just horrible people's faces rotting, um, like, uh, you know, all the, you know, aristocrats, like the, the royalty as well as the lower classes, they all suffered horribly from this. And I believe it's just like a bacterial infection, uh, transmitted venereally, um, venereally, uh, and horrible, horrible. Uh, like if you look it up, um, and I recommend that you do, it is absolutely horrific. There's like paintings of people. And then there's also like pictures, you know, in the early 20th century of people with syphilis, I mean, literally their skin just melts off their face, like all the cartilage, all, all of the um, ligaments, just it just completely dissolves all of it. And they literally just have holes in their face and eventually they die of infection otherwise. Um, but uh, if I was designing this, this syphilis billboard, um, I, I would do better. Um, syphilis, maybe 50%. You know, you can see it from the road. Um, then maybe just like a moldy dick, just right to the left, um, just like a moldy wiener. Um, and what they were trying to get across, I believe, is that syphilis is deadly for, like, newborns and infants. And if you have syphilis, like, as a, if you're pregnant and you have signs of syphilis, you should, like, go get checked out. Which, once again, I don't know why you need to purchase a billboard to get this point across. Um, I don't know what part of town I was in. Maybe maybe uh, down there near the airport there's a, just a syphilis outbreak that nobody's taking, nobody, nobody's worrying about. I, I don't know. Um, I've never seen a fucking syphilis billboard otherwise. Um, but they were trying to say that, like, Infants and newborns, if the mom has syphilis, this can be potentially fatal to your whore mother. I don't know. Um, or, or to your, your whore mother can kill your uh, your child because your mother's a whore and you're an infant and your mom has syphilis. Potentially you could die. So get, it, get, in, get, get a fucking STD test is what they were trying to say. But it didn't come off very clearly. I just saw 90% syphilis and I didn't know which way they were trying to go with that. I don't know if they were saying it's good, it's bad, it's good for your health. It's like the new multivitamin. I have no idea. Um, what I would do, 50% syphilis, boom, right in the middle, exclamation point, syphilis, um, moldy dick to the left, like, whoa, that's a dick, did they really do that on a billboard, wow, I'm, I'm interested, um, lady giving birth, like, right on the bottom, um, and just, uh, it's not a baby that comes out, it's literally just like a, just, just like a bag of trash, or like a turd or something, and you're just like, hmm, that's not what babies look like, um, and then, you know, in the fine print, uh, y'all just be like, hey, an STD chest, syphilis is dangerous for babies. Um, and I'm certainly, uh, that's a better idea than what they put up. Uh, but here I am talking about it. So they at least got my attention. I don't, once again, I don't know if they got like a fucking syphilis outbreak in that side of town or, uh, or, or what's going on. Uh, I've never seen 
a billboard or even a commercial or a whole lot of advertising period for syphilis or even STDs. Um, STDs in general. I mean, like, I, I feel like syphilis is a pretty mild STD. Um, I mean, there's some pretty, there's some pretty rough ones. I mean, how crazy is it that like, you know, you're just out there trying to have a good time, trying to, you know, you know, trying, trying to feel good, trying to, trying to get that little, you know, get that little, mm, the, you know what I mean? Uh, trying to bust a nut, you know, you're just a little loser out there, you know, maybe, maybe you're on a, you know, a 10 month, maybe a two year, uh, cold streak. Uh, and you're just trying to, you know, you're trying to get laid. Well, there's demons out there. There's little microscopic demons that will fuck you up. Uh, syphilis. Oh shit. That's not that bad. Uh, it's not that bad. Syphilis. I, like I said, I'm pretty sure it's a fucking bacteria. Just get some antibiotics, dude. You clean your dirty dick up like you nasty, nasty fucker, dude. Uh, just get some antibiotics. You're good. You're good. There, maybe there's more treatment to it than I'm uh, assuming, but I'm pretty sure if it's bacteria, you can slap some antibiotics on that moldy cock. Um, you're good to go. Move on. Um, how about like gonorrhea? That just sounds bad. That just sounds bad, right? Um, gonorrhea. I don't even know what the, uh, you know, I don't even know what the symptoms are, but I'm gonna tell you right now, it's probably worse than syphilis. Gonorrhea. I heard, uh, you know, people refer to it as like, uh, what is it like the clap or, or clap or some shit. I don't know why they call it that. Um, gonorrhea just, that sounds like top of the list. Um, what are, what are like the worst, I, I guess, you know, fucking HIV. It's probably pretty bad. I mean, that's, that was, that was murking people pretty, pretty hardcore back in like the seventies and the eighties. Everybody was just dropping dead from that shit. I guess maybe HIV is like the, the goat of sexually transmitted diseases. I would assume, um, is going to be H, uh, HIV. Uh, it's going to be like the goat and then probably like gonorrhea close second. Syphilis is probably way down the list. Um, you know, excluding the 17th century. I mean, they, they, they didn't know what the fuck was going on. I mean, their, their faces are melting and there's like, I don't, I don't know. I guess just everybody, this is happens to everybody now. Everybody just fucking faces deteriorate and holes in your face. Uh, but yeah, I mean, HIV probably gonorrhea right after that. Is there any other, uh, STDs? I can't think of any other STDs. What a weird thing though. Uh, you're just trying to bang one out and you, you get assaulted by viruses and bacteria and you fucking get killed from it. That sucks. That really blows. Speaking of my trip to the, um, to the airport, uh, you know, the syphilis poster was just one, uh, you know, one amazing, uh, experience that I had today. Uh, I went, I got some new, uh, glucose monitors. I got the newest technology, the new shit. Um, a lot smaller, supposedly more accurate. Um, and, uh, I, I'm wearing it right now. I, I'm happy with the upgrade. Um, but the reason I tell this story um, is because I had Cortland when I went and uh, I went to my local CVS to pick up my, uh, stuff, uh, and fucking prescription wasn't ready. Told me it was ready, but it wasn't ready for some reason. So I got to wait 25 minutes for this ass clown, uh, loser who went to school for, I don't know, like fucking a year and a half to just put things in bags. I mean, I don't know what the fuck a pharmacist does. I don't feel like you need to be qualified for that job. You ask them about your medication. They don't know a goddamn thing, uh, but we've shit on, we've shit on the medical industry enough with this podcast. Um, the, the, the main reason I wanted to mention this is because it took him 25 minutes to fill this shit. And Cortland, it's cranky as fuck. Cortland is screaming at me. He's crying. The only thing I could do to entertain him um, and prevent him from ripping my beard out of my face, um, I literally just had to use this little boy like a human kettlebell. Um, for legitimately 20 to 25 minutes, I was just throwing him in the air, um, like doing curls with him. 
uh, just doing like squats and stuff with him because he just thinks that this is the funniest thing in the goddamn world that he's got me working my ass off uh, in order to keep him happy. And I mean, for 20 minutes, like I looked at my Apple Watch, my Apple Watch is like, hey, you working out, bro? You fucking, I mean, your heart rate's at like 150. Like, what are you doing? And this has brought me, this kind of like brought it to my mind. I'm like, if you're a parent and you're out of shape, there's no reason because I'm bringing immense joy to my son simultaneously getting a kick-ass workout. My fucking watch told me I burned like 180 calories over 20 minutes uh, just sitting there waiting for my fucking prescription. I left CVS. Lady behind me just looked at me with like these wide eyes like, what the fuck, dude? Like I was drenched in sweat, dude. I was dripping all over the counter. Pharmacist wouldn't even look me in the eyes. He was terrified of me. He's like, this motherfucker is the real deal. Um, but if you're out of shape, dude, just take your baby. I'm sure they're going to enjoy it. Uh, just use them like a kettlebell safely. Um, you know, I'll probably maybe start off like a little easy so I don't drop your baby. Um, but I'm obviously, uh, you know, confident and competent. Uh, so if, if you're out of shape, there's no reason. If you're a parent, you say, oh, I don't got no time. Well, guess what? You can improve your life and your baby's life by using them as a kettlebell. Don't buy fucking weightlifting equipment like my dumb ass. You don't need to. As they get bigger, you get stronger. That's that. That is. I mean, if if imagine you know running around with a fucking eighteen year old over your shoulders, you know, in you know eighteen years, uh, you know, however, you know, you know, twelve years, however old your fucking kid is, um, you just throwing them over your shoulders, fucking fireman carrying them, you know, up a fucking flight of stairs, you know, you're throwing them around. You would be strong as fuck, like no doubt, you would be strong as fuck. The lady behind me was looking at me like I was an absolute psychopath. Uh, she started it too. She started, she started looking at him and like smiling at him and he started freaking out cause she's, he, she was some old fucking bitch you know, we've already gone over this, but she was some old bitch and he's just like, why is this lady looking at me? Um, and so he starts freaking out and then I have to console him and use him as a kettlebell for 20 minutes and she fucked my whole day. Uh, but that, that was, that was kind of how my day's gone today. Um, and, uh, I'm getting cut off already. I have uh, a lot more um, if, if you guys could just, yeah, yeah, go, go do another lap. Trying to interrupt me. Um, Zach, Zach just popped in uh, from the hospital. Um, I, I guess, I guess they, they're all right. Um, I didn't see Sierra, um, but uh, they, they seem to be okay. Uh, I, I did have quite a few other things to talk about. I, I opened up early in the podcast uh, about some, um, about like my, uh, my new, uh, my, my new diet. Uh, I've been eating carnivore. Uh, I've literally only eaten meat for literally a month and, uh, just want to shout out carnivore diet. That shit is amazing. You, you obviously have to like enjoy meat, uh, to follow this diet. Um, which I thoroughly do enjoy me. I've eaten nothing, but pretty much nothing but meat for a while now. This is, there's a problem with being a type one diabetic and strictly following carnivore diet. Um, there's something called diabetic ketoacidosis, which is very dangerous. And, and if you go into ketosis, um, this can fuck you up big time. So I do eat carbs. Um, I I have been eating some carbs on a daily basis to prevent myself from going into what's called ketosis. Um, I usually eat like raw honey, but, um, I mean, primarily just meat, eggs, cheese, pretty much it. Uh, that's pretty much all. And I mean, I just had a doctor's appointment recently. Uh, my endocrinologist diabetes doctor, if you, if you want to call him that, because nobody calls him an endocrinologist. Um, she said that I had like the best numbers of any patient she's seen, um, over the last couple of months. Um, and that's, that's just me doing this for like a month and a half. Um, so for me personally, it's been extremely like therapeutic. Um, this has been like a medicine better than any, that any doctors ever recommended me. 
Um, you know, they, they recommend that you eat like, oh, whole grains and low glycemic, you know, stuff that doesn't digest super quick, which is useless because you're still eating too many carbs and it's almost impossible to, uh, you know, as a type one diabetic to prevent your blood sugar from spiking and going crazy if you're eating a lot of carbs on a daily basis. Um, but, uh, recently I have gotten some cravings, My, the cravings have not been bad, like, any, like sweets and stuff like that. I, I have not been craving it like at all, like sugary stuff, no cravings. I, I don't really drink soda, but no, no cravings for like soda or I, I w- did have a sweet tooth pre- previously. No, no cravings for sugar whatsoever. I've been very satisfied, uh, when I'm done eating. But one thing I've been craving big time is fucking pizza. Uh, like a like a frozen pizza. I've I've gone to the store to do grocery stop so many times. I'm looking at those frozen pizzas, and God damn it, I want one so bad. Um, and, and not all frozen pizzas are are, are equal. Uh, I think that's that's fair to assume. You can make like a ranking of frozen pizzas. Um, you know, like elite tier, like fucking top tier. Like you can't even tell that this shit's frozen. Uh, and then bottom tier. We, uh, in fact, starting from the bottom. If any of you motherfuckers consume Totino's frozen pizza, you disgust me. That is the most disgusting pizza I've ever eaten. Somehow the pizza rolls are excellent. Um, pizza rolls are fucking top, you know, elite. Um, but the fucking pizza that Totino's makes is like I would rather eat like school lunch pizza. That is some ass. That is some asshole pizza, dude. That pizza sucks balls. Um, next, like lowest one. Honestly. Um, this might be an unpopular opinion, but uh, Red Baron. Red Baron frozen pizza fucking blows, dude. It's cheap and it's effective. I will I will give them that. Um, you know, it's a very cheap frozen pizza. It used to be much cheaper. I remember back in the day, you could go and get like fucking tombstone pizzas for like a dollar a pop, bro. That's that's effective right there. Like if I was poor, I'd be getting, I'd purchase like 150 tombstone pizzas, bro. And I'd be good for like three, four months. Probably more if you're eating. I mean, fuck, dude, three, four months. That's like that's like four pizzas a day. These nasty fuckers. Um, Red Baron, though, that is like bottom of the barrel frozen pizza. Tombstone, maybe unpopular opinion as well, but Tombstone's an elite frozen pizza. Um, it, it's kind of not even pizza. Like the, it tastes like they put fucking sauce and cheese on a cracker. Um, but like like the the crunchy, the crispy crust, um, and, you know, you just cover that bitch in, like, some Parmesan and red pepper flake. That is a good frozen pizza. Um, top tier, I've never had this one. I feel like that Screaming Sicilian brand is probably really good. Uh, oh, fucking popular one, DiGiorno. DiGiorno fucking blows, dude. DiGiorno's gross. Who the fuck's out there eating DiGiorno, dude? You're just eating, like, fucking cake pizza. Shit's disgusting. Horrible. Rising crust. No, dude, that shit's horrible. Uh, just soft and mushy, disgusting. Uh, DiGiorno, it, maybe, I don't know if you're out there, if you enjoy DiGiorno pizza, then, uh, you know, from me to you personally, fuck you. DiGiorno pizza sucks ass. Um, I've never had the Screaming Sicilian one, but I feel like that one's gotta be good. It's fucking expensive as hell. Uh, but from what I've seen, um, and accidentally done, the best frozen pizzas are the ones from, uh, from Italy. Those motherfucking Italians, um, Damn good at making pizza, uh, in frozen pizza included. Uh, they they have like that char on it. For the most part, it's gonna be the best frozen pizza. Um, I accidentally got uh, what I assumed what what I thought was a, a gluten free frozen pizza. Uh, it was like from Italy, and uh, I ate it, and it was fucking incredible. It was the best goddamn pizza I've ever had. Um, you know, before I had to eliminate gluten from my diet, um, it was like the best fucking pizza I ever had. It was like a 
crispy slash chewy and soft crust. The fucking cheese was amazing. The sauce was amazing. I got like one slice in. I was like, there's no fucking way this is gluten-free. I'm like, this is too good to be true. So I go and I check the fucking box and sure enough, uh, it's like gluten reduced and they just slapped the gluten-free label on there. But that was the best fucking frozen pizza I've ever had in my life. And um, I'm, I'm getting a little bit, uh, I'm getting kind of like crunched for time here. Uh, they came in and they said that they're tired of uh, walking. Uh, that's actually where they went. They went walking so that I could fucking ramble on about syphilis for, uh, I mean, what is this now? 32 minutes? God damn it, dude. They didn't give me nearly enough time. Um, but uh, I feel like a little crunched for time. So I'm going to like rapid fire some topics um, off the top of my head that, you know, I, I thought I wanted to talk about. I want to talk about Hitler. I mean, who doesn't want to talk about Hitler? Hitler is just supremely interesting. Um, I think everybody's just like, oh, it's the, the pinnacle of evil. Uh, and everybody's like, oh, I could never, I could never fucking do that. Um, well, I like to, I like to think about Hitler because, you know, it's, it's a situation of, you know, the time. What is his environment? How did he grow up? What happened? That All that stuff kind of just built on each other to create just a fucking evil, uh, drug-addicted maniac. And I think that it's, it's an interesting case study in psychology in general. Um, you know, the everybody kind of just blames him, but... Uh, you know, obviously, you know, he was the primary motivating factor for the Second World War. But really, the one of the main things was the First World War, which Hitler took part in. Uh, you know, he saw the horrors of the, you know, trench warfare and stuff. Um, and when he finished, obviously, all those, they, they didn't really have post-traumatic stress. You know, they didn't call it that. They called it like shell shock back in the day. And they didn't really treat it. They, they kind of like studied it a little bit. But um, it was kind of a weird mentality. Just like, hey, shake it off, move on, get over it. Um, they didn't really, you know, uh, you know, have any effective treatment, uh, any effective like track or anything like that. Um, and you know, Hitler was most likely somebody who had PTSD. Um, and he went to, uh, he originally wanted to be a fucking artist. Uh, imagine that if fucking Hitler got into art school, he he tried to apply for like a prominent art school, uh, and got denied. Uh, they told him like, yeah, you fucking suck. Uh, old Adolf, uh, you're a shitty ass artist, which he probably was, but fuck dude. I mean, imagine if that, uh, you could just go back in time and just be like, Hey, like, just let this guy in, just let this guy, it's, it's, it'll be good for everybody. Uh, just let this motherfucker in and just tell him his art rocks. It just fucking, you know, blows. It just, it's awesome, dude. Your, your, your art awesome. It's so good. Uh, Adolf, um, you don't have to do anything other than just draw pictures for the rest of your life. Um, but no, he got, he got shut down. Um, and, um, you know, killed, uh, you know, I don't know, fucking 40 million people or some shit like that. I think I'm getting cut off guys. Um, uh, I did have a book of the week, um, that I wanted to go over. I wanted to go over bears book of the week. Uh, I just got a new book, uh, that I wanted, to, uh, that I've been reading. I haven't gotten the chance to finish it. Um, bears book of the week is the sacred mushroom and the cross by John Marco Allegro. Hard book to find. Uh, admittedly, uh, they don't really sell it on Amazon. And that's why I was kind of like, uh, curious, uh, kind of interested in this book. Um, it's, they, it, it, it's a very controversial book. Um, I've known about it for a long time and the, because you cannot just get it off of fucking Amazon or, uh, you know, you can't just, you know, simply order a new copy. Um, it's taken me a really long time to get it. Um, but I've, I've spent probably like three hours reading this book, um, and highly recommend it's, it's all sort of like, uh, uh, I don't want to say it's like conspiratorial, um, you know, kind of edges on that side, but that, that's kind of like people have worked it up to be kind of like a conspiracy theory. Um, but, uh, the whole idea is that, uh, drugs and psychedelic mushrooms in general were pivotal in not only ancient religions, but have actually carried through from, you know, for example, from like ancient Sumeria and ancient Babylon, um, they had, uh, 
religion, which was closely related to what you would call like fertility. Um, you know, that essentially the priests and, and the, the ruling class were the priests. Um, if they did not produce, you know, like a good growing season, if they did not produce um, like results with their religious rites and stuff like that, uh, these mother that's how these a lot of these civilizations civilizations just collapsed because they were completely based off of um, these fertility cults, uh, fertility religions where you know people are donating are sacrificing huge amounts of their you know their food their uh, their money their 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 livestock their crops and stuff like that um, and if there was a good growing season they said hey dude this this religion kicks ass um, and if there was not then they were just completely overthrown. But um, a lot of this religion was kind of based in um, a lot of, like, drug use. A lot of, um, uh, they've, they found evidence of, like, uh, mushroom use and stuff like that. Um, and this book essentially argues that those religions never died out, but kind of carried on uh, from the earliest civilization in, like, ancient Sumeria, the first forms of writing, ancient Babylon, uh, in the ancient Near East, um, in Mesopotamia. These religions kind of carried on through you know, our more modern religions, which is, you know, Judaism, Christianity, um, the Roman religions, um, initially the pantheon of gods that they followed, um, and that the origin of these religions were kind of based in that old, those old practices. Um, once again, it's, it's not conspiratorial. It's more so like a historical theory. Uh, the author was like a linguist, or um, that's probably not the, the right term for it. I, I don't remember what the fuck the, the right term is, but um, he had like a deep knowledge of ancient languages um, and etymology and stuff like that. And his whole kind of argument is he's linking sort of the evolution of language, the evolution of these words to the new use of these words and, you know, modern religious texts. Um, maybe a little hardcore for some people the way I'm explaining it, but if you're just in looking for a good read, uh, this, this read, that, that book from what, from how far I've read into it, has been really entertaining at the very least. Um, just kind of reading all the uh, all the information about the ancient cultures, their religions, you know, uh, the ancient language that they're using. Kind of his argument that he's putting together. Uh, it's been something uh, something that I've wanted to read for a long time, um, and I haven't had a chance uh, just because the book is like they they like ban this motherfucking book. So that that kind of piqued my interest even more. Because if you're banning a book, then I mean, hey, maybe something's in there that they don't want you to know about. Uh, so that was one of the main reasons why I wanted to get into that book. Um, but, uh, I think I'm going to wrap this up. Um, I had to get into, uh, I had to kind of, uh, make a more concise discussion of a lot of stuff that I wanted to get into. I think we spent more time talking about syphilis, uh, than anything else, but that's okay. Um, I think syphilis is important. Um, and, uh, if you have syphilis, uh, if you got a, you know, if your dick itches, um, if your vag is, uh, you know, scratchy, um, go get it checked out, get a, get a STD test and don't have any babies until you do. Um, thanks guys. Thanks for listening. Um, signing off. Oh, oh shit.